Episode 135 of the Bevan James Isle Show, Athlete Insights. Righto, team, welcome along to episode 135 of the Bevan James I'll Show, your fortnightly podcast on the behaviours that create a lifetime love of exercise so you can get all the benefits that come alongside it. You may actually hear a bit of background noise in today's episode because I'm at the airport, I'm in Singapore, I have a stopover of over 12 hours long, so I thought, well, why not get some work done when I've got 12 hours to do, and actually, today's show is going to be a little bit different, it's kind of two parts to today's show, and because I'm kind of talking at the airport and people are looking at me kind of funny right now, I'm going to keep this part of it quite short, but uh, today's going to, I've just been over in Germany doing some media work at a, an amazing triathlon called Challenge Road, which is a very famous triathlon in, in the triathlon calendar and as a part of doing the media work I was also helping out on a triathlon camp that was being run there as well and for my other podcast every day I was just interviewing people on the camp to share some experiences around uh, the triathlon experience but it was really triathlon focused and then at the end of each interview I thought it'd be really cool to see what these people would recommend a beginner exerciser to do and what I'm thinking about here is that these people are people who you know the iron men athletes so these people are people who are pretty good at exercise now there's mixed abilities of the answers you're going to get here so some of the answers to the questions I throw at them you know some of these people are very fast Ironman triathletes and some of these people are people who are just trying to get the thing finished within the time period which is you know there's a broad range of ability of the people we're speaking to basically and I, and I really just threw two basic questions at them I just said to them what would you recommend the first question was what would you recommend that somebody who wants to get into exercise what would you recommend the key thing that they could do to help them be successful in their journey of getting into exercise and then the second question I asked was what has exercise brought to your life and uh there's some really interesting insight here, lots of common answers, which is interesting as well, uh, and I, I, I want you to hear the answers, so that's the first part of today's show, but then while I was here, I interviewed a lady by the name of Erin Baker, Now, Erin Baker was one of, arguably one of the best triathletes of all time, uh, in the, from pretty much the early 80s through to the mid 90s, she was a very dominant figure in triathlon, and was a lady who was known as being a very tough athlete, um, she was a very. She fought for the right for the for the right cause. Uh, for example, she was one of the key figures in getting females to get the same amount of pay as the males in racing, and she was just a pretty amazing person. But I did this interview, and I, was, I actually did this for my other podcast, for the Triathlon Podcast. But I really liked the interview, and I really liked the interview because there's there's kind of lots of deep. When you kind of go away from just triathlon and you look at the, the growth of a person, and this is a person who is such a high achiever, but even to see her evolution as she moves through life and some of the lessons she learns, like when you listen to the last part of this interview, you can see this growth of somebody in, in a really quite a powerful way. And I, it was, you know, like I'm, I'm very fortunate I get to interview a lot of people. And sometimes you have an interview where you go, wow, that's, that's a pretty special interview. And I, I definitely felt that way with Erin. She was easy to interview, but also very honest and Again, just show some pretty cool insights. So I thought 
today I'll put her interview in as well. So the first part of today's podcast is going to be just asking all the Epic Camp uh, interviewers or other people on the camp those two questions. What would you recommend somebody getting into exercise and then what has exercise brought into your life? And then the second part of the show will be my interview with Erin. So before I get into that, I just want to say a big thank you to all the patrons and I'm going to name a few right now. And these include... Sean Dr. Sustain Barnes he also has a nickname called Porno but it's a long story it's actually not a long story it's just because Sean o rhymes with porno but anyway there you go uh, Dr. Sustain we've got Samantha Magic Johnson we've got Sally Super Trooper Lamp- Lampaloo we've got uh, Laura yeah, do do a lot do do a lot I'm not quite sure if that's the right one Laura okay. you have to let me know if I've got that right because I've written down do do a lot um, but I could be wrong there, but Laura Pfeiffer, and then uh, we've also got George Monopoly Man Street. These people are patrons of the show, they basically contribute a little bit of their hard-earned money each time I release the show, so if you want to become a patron, go to bevanjamesiles.com, it's all pretty clear on the website, and that way you can just support me and what I'm doing. Anyway, I'm going to put some music on, and basically as soon as I go through the music, I'll be starting the little interviews, each of them are only about two minutes long. And then I'll do another music break, and then I'll go into the Erin Baker interview, and then I'll be back at the end of the show. So here is the main gist of today's show. Name and where you're from. Scott Shumi, Virginia Beach, Virginia, United States. He doesn't even know what I'm doing, what's happening here. So basically what I want to say, I want you to think of one piece of advice you'd give to somebody who doesn't exercise around having exercise in their life. I'd, I'd say obviously, you, I think it's a tough thing, obviously, if you're not doing it. It needs to be part of your lifestyle, so just trying to make it a habit, even if it's you know something simple. I think getting up every day I know there's many a times where I don't want to get out of bed to do a swim or do a run or a bike um, but it's become such a habit in my life where it's now it's almost not a question yeah. where I might am I going to work out it's it's saying it's just uh, yes I'm doing it so um, maybe transferring that to people that that don't currently it's they probably have things in their life that they do every day and they have become habits so kind of maybe taking that and then applying it to the the workout aspect or even just getting up and taking a walk just getting that that first step out the door, you know, and, and building on that would probably be my my number one recommendation. And and lastly, what value does exercise bring to your life? Oh, it's been great. Uh, well, I always feel better after a workout, you know. It, going in, it's one of those oh, I don't really want to do it, but when you're done, it's you, you, you know cloud nine you yeah. know, on top of the world. So always, always think of that and I always do kind of like, okay, I know I'm going to feel a lot better after this swim. So, so that would be one thing. And then two, it's just, it, it's brings so many other principles, whether it's, you know, struggling through workouts, like you, you get that determination and that, that strong will, um, that can, you can apply to all your, all different areas of life. And I think that's been something that I've definitely taken from, from Ironman and triathlon. It's been really, really proactive. Awesome, mate. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Name and where you're from? Joel Bell from Virginia Beach, Virginia. Okay, so uh, there's two questions I'm going to ask. Um, first question is, what advice would you give to somebody who has no exercise in their life? Um, well, assuming they want to, you know, yeah. they want to start getting active, uh, just start with whatever you can do. Um, it's it's kind of hard to answer that question because I've always had exercise in my life. So to give someone advice from you a place I've never side. been at, yeah. that's kind of, you know, 
it's kind of hard and you got to be careful not to not to be like well just get off your butt and start doing it you know because mm. that's it's easy for us to say yeah but i would say just start small start with going for a walk whatever that means if it's five minute walk if it's a five minute walk you know yeah but you really do regardless of where you're at you really do have to want to do it i mean there, there's no you know there's no change in someone's mind if they don't want to get active or get fit or get healthy all the pressure in the world is probably never going to make them do it so yeah just be encouraging and supportive and start small and then lastly what does what does sport slash movement slash exercise bring to your life um it's my uh it's my hobby it's my kind of getaway from things i i work at a desk all day for the most part so i do a lot of sitting and at the end of the day i like to in the middle of the day i, I can i'm fortunate i can go out and run in the middle of the day sometimes but uh yeah it's it's a bit of an outlet. I just like to, I do most of my training by myself, and I like that. I like the time just out there. I don't use headphones when I run or bike. I just don't know what I think about. My wife and other people ask me, "What do you, you don't use music? What do you think about?" I'm like, I, I don't know. I can go on a five-hour bike ride with no one but myself and no music, no podcasts, and just look around. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, so, it's, it's, it's your space. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah we it's all my, need that. It's my time away from everyone else. Awesome. Thanks for your answers. Yeah. Absolutely. Name and where you're from. Joe and I'm from Bondi, Sydney, Australia. Okay, so my, I'm asking these triathletes on this camp uh, one, two questions. First one is, what would be your advice to somebody who's not exercising but would like to exercise? Just give it a red hot go. You've got nothing to lose. Yeah. Tell us about your experience. Uh, my experience was that I had never done any exercise all my life and I decided at the age of 45 that I really had to start doing something because the uh, medical research was showing that exercise was as important as you know, preventative for, for living longer and keeping your body intact. Um, and also, um, as a woman, menopause is, is something that we, we can't avoid. Yeah. And um, the research is showing if you exercise throughout the menopausal years, um, that you'll get through those years um, yeah, with less um, symptoms. Yeah. And the key to making you successful for being a 45 year old who wasn't doing any exercise and now someone who's doing Blim and Ironman was what? Uh, I work in, I'm a nurse, and so I'm surrounded by people that are generally you know unwell most of the time yeah. and um i suppose so that's a daily reality check of so why, it's the awareness of what yeah you know, okay. why i actually uh need to start doing something and it was i never had time before um and uh, my son had finished high school and yeah. so i gave myself permission to um take some do more for myself as opposed to for my family which yeah yeah. Uh, lastly, uh, what has brought bringing exercise brought to your life? Um, it's given it's given me some time out. It's given me time for myself. Which, as a mother, um, you're constantly giving to your children, mm. um, but there's a time that you actually have to, to step away and I knew it was my time to step away to start giving to myself. And what, what value has that brought to you? You can, uh, gee, there's so many. <laughs> this is a big question. Yeah. Uh, you define yourself as a mother for so many years when you have children. Mm. And I think that you get to a certain point where they need to become more self-sufficient. So it's nice you need to be able to step away. I know 
a lot of women find that very difficult yeah. to do. Um, but I knew that I was at that time that I had to step away and I had to start doing something for myself. And by doing that, you're actually setting a really good example for your children. Yeah, so it's actually being a great mum. You mums, to be a good mum, you have to look after yourself too. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's also that kind of idea of that you built another identity for yourself. Well, you just have to tap into that identity that you had before you had children. Yeah, yeah, interesting stuff. Hey, awesome. Thanks, Joe. You're a star. Too easy. Name and where you're from? Uh, Ken Young, um, from Palmerston North. And, and Ken's a doctor, so it's good to, ask, good to ask him this question. Ken, if someone who's listening to this, uh, who's not an exerciser, uh, but wants to exercise, what would be some recommendations you would do, suggest around getting them into the routine of exercise? Um, I think getting started and with a, in a supportive environment, either with friends or getting into something in a group environment, because it's much easier to maintain that if there's other people that you're expecting to meet, uh, rather than uh, trying to do everything on your own. Yeah, as a, as a doctor, how many? Because I'm sure you recommend exercise pretty much every day of your life. Would that yeah. Be, yeah. So, so how many of when, when you see somebody who hasn't been an exerciser? and they are may able to make the transition, that's obviously one of the things they do. What, what else do they do? Um, I tend to refer people to a lot to some of the YouTube videos, like 23 and a Half, which is a great video that's been around for a oh, while. I don't know it. Uh, it's Dr. Mike Evans, I think it is. I keep forgetting his name. But, yeah. but if you Google 23 and a Half, and it will waste nine and a half minutes of your life if you look at it. Yeah. Uh, but it's a really good reason to gives a really good list as to why you should start exercising from the prevention of disease and from a real medical way of looking from a medical point perspective um, we're uh, living in an age of obesity and inactivity mm. throughout the world with all the diseases that are going on and the risk is that some of the younger generations aren't going to live as long as their parents. Which is scary, isn't it? Which is uh, a frightening thought because people are no longer getting older. There's people dying younger yeah. from preventable diseases. Yeah. And it's co it costs a fortune once you get all the diseases that if you can prevent them, it's a far better way. Yeah, I normally tell people I don't want to be prescribing things for them. I'd much rather they were looking after themselves. Yeah. What, are, what, um, what does exercise bring to your life? Uh, it's my way of relaxing. If I ever got competitive, then I'd have to do something else. But it's my uh, way of relaxing from uh, some of the other hassles that go on at work. So it's, it's just uh, your, And it's it gives your... me some time to uh, think about things and, uh, and uh, just uh, chill out. It's, it's funny, that's, that's an answer a few people have given me today, and it's, it's funny as I reflect upon that, because the, the irony is, is to the non-exerciser, they would think the exercise has nothing to do with relaxing, yeah. Yeah, they just think it's all effort and hard. Yeah. Um, and, and when you first start, that's often the journey people have to work through, but there is that place you get to, isn't there? Yeah, uh, I think you get to, and I think doing Ironman, I think I've heard on this, on the I Am Talk podcast, uh, certainly that it's you've got to enjoy the training and it's really just a well-catered training day Yeah, doing yeah. the event yeah. that's it yeah. well, hey, awesome thank you for your time ok thanks your name and where you're from Diane Kaltenegger and I'm from Vancouver British Columbia Canada ok so I'm asking two basic questions here first of all if somebody who's listening to this isn't exercising and you, you, you have a bit of history like this and then want to bring exercise into their life what would be some of the things you'd recommend they do 
seek out community help. Um, any kind of uh, running clinic or or whatever they want to do, swim um, swim club, amazing. That's what that's how I found sport and uh, registered for my first 10k clinic at a running store. So yeah, that. So find find community. Yes. It's number one yes, key. For what, sure. what other things were there? Um, I, I would say friends. Oh, <laughs> can I say that? No, leave them. Like get them out of it. <laughs> well, I yeah, I have stories about that too. But yeah, yeah. Friends. Friends. Uh, yeah, just uh, other friends that you've um, have gone through the same experience. Have started to exercise. Can I? Can I? Those answers are great answers, but they're very external. What about within your mind? What was the mind you had at that time that allowed you to be successful? Um, I think. I've always been very strong-minded and stubborn and, and never wanted to give up on things. Um, and I think that just led me to sign up for this clinic and I thought I could do it. And yeah. yeah. So going in with this attitude of, I am going yeah. to complete. Yeah. Uh, what has exercise brought to your life? Oh, fitness, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I the most amazing group of friends that I've met throughout the world on the other camps. <laughs> 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 well done. You did very well. You'll, you'll keep John happy. Hey, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Okay. Thank you. Uh, your name and where you're from? Jan Wanklin and I'm from Brisbane, Australia. And a former pro triathlete um, and won the race that I'm over here in Germany to kind of uh, work on right now. Um, but I've got two basic questions. First of all, for somebody who's not exercising, and maybe hasn't exercised in a long time in their life, what would be the advice that you would recommend to get them into exercise? I would recommend starting on just a walking program. Absolutely. Um, And doing a little bit of work, maybe not joining a gym to begin with, but just doing some really metered core work, basic strengthening work, but all on the floor. Nothing standing. You know, just, just starting off with a big base of support and then working to a standing position. But, yeah, yeah basic fitness, walking is probably the best thing. If you've got a dog, go for it. Yeah. What about mindset? Mindset is something that is tough. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that exercise out there that absolutely hate it. Mm. So they, you have to be able to guide them into something that they're going to enjoy, mm. whether it's maybe being involved in a social situation mm. with a sport um, or a social situation with a walking group. I mean, there's so many groups around mm. now. I think one of the best things, we didn't have this in the States, but park runs, yeah, I great. think they are one of the best things that's mm. happened to the world of activity. Mm. The fact that you can turn up at just about any park in Australia and do a 5k walk run you can take your dog you can take your kids Mm. you know it can be a family activity Uh, you know the social side of things I think is so important for getting back into fitness it's funny you say this as well because one thing like I know as a coach I I have running groups in New Zealand and and we do focus on your exercises and one of the things that um, used to frustrate me and it was more my evolution that needed to happen here was when you get the person who was just talking the whole session and um and it was partly because I was like, you're not really getting what you need to get out of this. And then it was eventually I was like, oh, no, they are. It's the social is the thing that they get out of this. And the social is what gives them exercise in their life. Yes. And you know what? That's the big thing with females. Mm. Females in any, you know, pros aside, but females in any sport that participate on a week-in, week-out basis, their goal 
is to be social. Mm. If you asked a female how their season went in volleyball, they'd say, I made a lot of friends, we had a great time playing, practices were great. If you asked a guy, they would rate it on how many wins and losses they yeah. had. And it's a totally different scenario. Yeah. What's well, even interesting, I've been doing lots of interviews today with all the Epic Campers, and the females always, they really care about the support they've given back, mm-hmm. whereas the guys is always a bit, it is, tend to be more results-focused, which yeah. is not, not one wrong or right, it's just knowing what works for you. It is exactly, and, you know, as a coach, yeah. that is such an important thing, yeah. to understand that there's a huge difference between coaching a female yeah. and coaching a male, what yeah. they need to get out of it as an athlete. And a really good example of that, we interviewed, well, I interviewed um, Caroline Stephan, who's a top pro mm-hmm. athlete recently, and she's just had a baby, and she told me how all the mothers, there's lots of pro female athletes having babies right now, and she said, they've got this really cool group, and I thought, wow, that seems so counterintuitive, because you're competition, but as you say, it's it's the bonds they make. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's, it's sort of that social side of it, and it is, it's a bonding mm. moment as yeah. well. Yeah. So. And then lastly, uh, what does exercise bring to your life? It brings sanity, yep. it brings um, lots of new friends. Um, it's just such an integral part of my life. I, I couldn't survive without it. Do you know what's really fascinating? I've asked this question maybe 10, 12 times today, and no one's said a six pack abs. You know what I mean? No, no one's. That will get you nowhere. No, but, but that's how exercise is sold, isn't it? You know, like it's really fascinating that if we look at how my, we, people were marketing exercise at six pack abs, and everyone said stress release, friends time for myself you know yeah. like it's the same answer yeah. every time yeah you know it's really fascinating isn't yeah it? no six i think i think the world has sort of left that behind i mean it looks nice it's yeah. nice to look at but that's about it yeah <laughs> it's pretty fascinating stuff you know thank you so much for your time okay, great no interview problem. thank you very much um okay your name and where you're from nadia mclaren christchurch good old christchurch girl uh two questions what would be your advice for somebody who's not exercising but would like to have exercise in their life what's some of the advice that you'd give them around getting into exercise um just do a little bit each day yeah um do it well i'm a morning person but even if you're not a morning person i'd suggest do it first thing in the morning and just get up and go for a walk and then just progressively get a little bit further or a little bit harder every day because your experience was kind of an intermittent exerciser and now you're doing bloody ironman yeah and so that was kind of the key to your success at first yeah yeah. yeah, the first yeah when I started, I just went, I just walked, yeah. just and I did a little bit further every day. Then I started running a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So went progressively further from there. Has there been anything else that has been really important for your journey? <laughs> um, just, just even if you don't feel like it, even if you're feeling like the crappiest, yeah. you know, oh, I don't want to get out of bed this morning. Um, I always have the clothes beside my bed, um, and I'm dressed before I'm really thinking about it. Oh, so you yeah. kind of set yourself up to not yeah. to make it easy to kind of do yeah. it. Yeah, so I'm up and out even on the coldest winter morning. It's yeah. just like you're up before you even really think about it and then you're just out the door. And do you ever regret it? No, yeah. never regret it. It's funny that, isn't it? Our second question is what has exercise brought to your life? Um, friends. Oh, nice. And, yeah, so, and just outdoors life. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of experience. Yeah. Yeah. Is, it, is your life better because you have exercise? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't want to be where I was before it. Yeah. Awesome. I think you're done. Your name and where you're from? Jordan Blanco, um, originally from the north of England, but now living in San Francisco, California. Okay, so two questions. First of all, um, what would be your advice to somebody who's thinking about doing exercise but doesn't have exercise in their life? What would be your advice about 
starting exercise and having as a routine? Start by doing something small every day. It's uh, success comes from small steps day in, day out. And just if it's walking an extra flight of stairs, two flights of stairs the next day or three the third day, um, and just make it, make it a habit. Do you know one thing I, I want to add to that? Because it's, 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 like I've asked this question to everybody because I'm kind of just doing something for my other podcast. And it's a, it's a question that, you know, wise athletes like yourself have shared. I think one thing we want to add to that is don't diminish that. Because often people who start at something, going extra five years, like, yeah, but that's not enough. It, it absolutely is. Like yeah. I said, the, the goal is, is it's not the small step of every day, it's the making it the habit. Yeah. And, and creating a, a, a habit within your life and space within your life to... Um, um, to do that and allowing yourself to feel successful even though it's only small yeah Yeah, because I think a lot of people who are starting go well that's not going to get me anywhere but it's like it's it's not really the end result we're looking for it's just starting the habit as you say yeah Yeah. second question um, what does exercise bring to your life oh god what hasn't exercise brought to my life I mean um, I've been really lucky Um, one like success um, in sports is, is very gratifying, but I think more so it's the, the people that I've been introduced to in the community. Um, I've got lifelong friendships around the globe because of my participation and involvement in triathlon. Yeah, great. Awesome. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Rightio, I'm, I'm very happy to have... Uh, a legend, although she, she underplays it herself, but Erin uh, Baker on the show. Thank you for coming along. Erin, you? are more than welcome, Devin. So we had, we, we had a good talk there, we're not just having a chat about things, and you made a good point about being a female athlete and the advantages of having a kid. And do you want to share a little bit about that? I thought it was a really interesting insight. Well, I think as, you know, you, you learn more and more as life goes on, but, you know, what I've sort of looked at in the past 20 or 30 years is how difficult it is for athletes to get out of sport mm. um, it's your, all of everything and uh, everything that comes with it and you know I realized probably not so much at the time but after that fact that when you want to have children which I did want to have it was a, a good escape route from triathlon getting out of my career and having something else to do mm. and a lot of people maybe don't have that they don't have something to immediately go to so it was just more of a hindsight sort of thing I thought well I didn't ever have that big void of, you know, what do I do now, who am I, you know, my life's so different than, well, my life was obviously different, but I never had that yearning or whatever that I see most athletes have after sport, not really knowing who they are anymore. Yeah. With with the choice of having kids, did you always know there was a time, like, did you say at 35, I'm going to, I don't know when you had kids, but you know what I mean? Like, because you did have a career and there was kind of like, it's a yeah. big decision, isn't it? Well, yeah, it is a big decision, and but I don't think I actually put a time on it. I was just so ready to get out of triathlon. Oh, okay. I just I'm quite a clinical person, and and I say that harshly of myself, but I set myself goals, and once they're achieved, I'm finished. And all of a sudden, I was just sort of knew I was finished. I, I actually was going to be finished maybe two years earlier than I was, um, because when we had Miguel. I thought that was the end of my career, but mm. it was subsequently I got a you know a great sort of sponsorship opportunity, and so I did continue for about another year and a half. But um, no, it was, it was more the fact that I was done with triathlon, mm. and then it was time to do the next thing, which was children, and then after children there was some time to do something else, and that's how I am. And so 
that's how I, my life just sort of unfolds. You, you had quite a successful running career, kind of post. Was that after that would be after children? Was it? Well, no, actually, running was always sort of my passion, my unfulfilled but happy about it passion. Yep. I said I did. There's a few years where I wondered. Um, whether I should be a runner, not a triathlete. Oh, really? Yeah, and I mean, I loved running, and I actually, you know, got quite good at running. Because you just so, got the Commonwealth Games at the end of your career. Yeah, didn't I you? qualified for the Commonwealth yeah. Games, but there were four of us that did. But I won Big Seven Road Race in the United States. Yeah. And I did some pretty handy marathons. Yeah. But I, it, so I, I interspersed them with triathlon, which, because I love to run, probably wasn't what my sponsors always wanted me to do. And it, you know, I would miss an Ironman to go and do a running race. Or I probably, you know, I can't quite work out why I never did Roth, but it was probably be maybe because I had a running race I wanted to do. Yeah. So, but again, that's still me. Like, I, it's how I operate. If I really, really want to be doing something, or I, I mean, running, I was good at running at that stage. And I think, well, you know, let's try and be a runner now. Yeah. Mm. What, 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 you know, thinking back, tell us your mindset when you were in, as an athlete. Like, what was your approach to life and approach to racing? Well, my my approach to life and racing life has always been you do the best you can when you you know at the place that you're at. Yeah. I mean, I've always worked incredibly hard. It didn't matter if I was struggling to get school exams done, or whether I was, you know, had a school running event, or whether I had exams to do, or whether I was trying to study a language, or that I just try as hard as I can. I do. I, I just unfortunately try, and then you know I do as <laughs> well. Try. And that means I put a lot of pressure on myself to do as well as I can but for me every event was just do as well as you can and that took up a whole spectrum of things like you have to do well now for your sponsor and you have to do well now because people in your country are watching you and you have to do well now because you know your parents or your partner put effort into you and then I'd do everything I could to do well. So you always turned up knowing you ticked every box? Oh, always. Okay. I just wouldn't have not even, I wouldn't ever compete if I hadn't. Really? I did, I did one exception, I did Zoffingen once. Um, I was going to watch, but the people who were putting it on were such wonderful people and just sort of begged me to go in it because I had won it, I think, a couple of times before. So I did, I did that event unprepared. But, um, you know, I, I turned up, I did the absolute best I could on the day and then I was just absolutely totally couldn't wait to get on the first plane out of there in fact really? it was always known you know I, I had a, a person at Air New Zealand that they'd always know I'd be ringing like can I get an earlier flight <laughs> earlier flight just like tonight tonight I'm out, I'm out I'm out I'm out I'm out I'm out I'm out now <laughs> yeah, and I just that's I, when I'm finished I was like done job done so where was the satisfaction for you um <laughs> I don't know where it was. It, my satisfaction, yeah, I, look, I didn't actually enjoy the sport until I met Scott. Really? It wasn't that like I was unhappy in it. Yeah. Because I was, you know, doing my job well. But I, when I met Scott, he just sort of brought some sort of fun factor into it. And I loved Colorado. I met some really neat people there that I really, really liked. Mm. And I started to sort of have fun, just think, he, he tried to tell me, you know, just, you know, do some different things or just enjoy the environment. So I did start to do that. I used to, you know, look around more when I was biking and I used to just think, hey, I'm, I'm very fortunate to do this. But it's, yeah, it's the fun fact. It was, you know, it was always quite a lot of pressure for me. I, I did it seriously. I, I'm not a funny person. I never have been. Yeah, do you, do you appreciate, it's funny you talk about it 
pretty much seems like at least in your perception of yourself is that from day one you're always the tick the box person mm-hmm. you know what I mean and, and it's brought you a lot of success in life and um, what what was some of the downfalls of that for you? Well I think you know people think I'm unbelievably harsh unbelievably clinical mm. you know all those sorts of things that don't have nice uh, traits well people think they're not nice traits especially when talking about a woman mm. So that probably did give me that air of that, you know, elusiveness, determination, sort of not looking sideways. Yeah. Um, I actually wasn't that. I just was was it in that moment. Yeah. But people who would see me from the outside would have thought I was, you know, harsh and horrible. It took a lot. It probably took a lot of getting to know me that I wasn't like that, which was unbelievable. That Scott saw it very straight away. Oh, really? But uh. that surprise, you know, I. That blew me away. What was it like for you at the moment? Because because you're kind of saying you're doing it, you're kind of doing a sport clinically. Yeah. You weren't necessarily enjoying it, but you're having a massive success. That, that must be quite a kind of an epiphany moment for you. What Scott brought to your life? Yeah, well, he did. He bought it. Yeah, he did. He because I was I was going to be all finished when I met him. I was on my way home. Oh, really? I didn't, yeah, I was on my way back to New Zealand. I was decided that was enough. That was enough. But you know, then I met him, and I think I. Did six or so more years there. Oh wow! So yeah. he really prolonged your yeah, career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and that was the most enjoyable part of your career. Yeah, it was because I really did. You know, I got into. I did more running events then as well. Yeah. I, I think running always was your my passion. passion. Um, and yeah, I mean, having a partner to do it with that you you know love and enjoy their company and it was just was yeah fun in Colorado and people around Colorado and. And I, I have certain things that I very much like to have all my training done. And then I love to experience places. So yeah. Scott and I are a bit different like that. So we trained at different times often. But I love to you know, walk around a city and walk around the bike paths and sit in the libraries and watch people go by. So yeah. I, I would do that. I started to do a lot of that. Yeah. So you learned how to live your life better around sport. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I remember John Hellerman saying, because I think he was the first person, you were the first person he coached, and he thought this coaching thing is easy because <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. I remember listening to an interview and he said, the coaching's easy because he gave you a program, you took the boxes done, and then he said, and then he got real people. <laughs> it, yeah, was quite, yeah, yeah. it was quite frustrating. Uh, do you find it hard working with other people because of your high standards for yourself? I've learned to be better because, okay. you know, I have a business and I've, I've worked with people. But it takes a lot of, you know, of finding, tuning the edges and then smoothing the edges. And it's taken me years probably to, to smooth the edges. Um, but, yeah, of course, I had really high standards. And it would have made me very difficult to work with and, and be around because, you know, I would find it incredibly frustrating if someone wouldn't work as long or as hard as me or mm. shouldn't think that they should be have a 70 or 80 hour week to get their job done. Or, yeah. But I have, you know age is good and I much you know I understand life better now and your family or your kids help you with that and people around you but you know just aging is is a good thing I'm really pleased to be aging why because it's it's all the most of this has gone out of my life now okay you know it's life's difficult life's difficult Mm. to do things and get them right and understand your mistakes and try and be good to people around you and and it's just not easy and so I think you know you learn to be better at it you get better at doing life. Yeah, it's also interesting as well. Like I, I think of you know when you were at the top of your game, you, you're you're a public figure, really, aren't you? And also, the public figure has that thing where everyone's trying to please you. You know, we were talking about the seven, oh, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Is that, like I work for Les Mills, and in Les Mills, 
you know, I have a certain level of fame, and I see people who have higher fame than me on Les Mills, and my, my thing is that everyone laughs at your jokes, and that, and mm. it's not that your jokes are funny, it's just everyone's mm. trying to please you. Mm. Mm. So you also live in a bit of a false reality when you're in that level of, of public figure and of a sport. It was How do you keep real in that? Well, I think it's probably more difficult now, and it's more difficult for men, because I really didn't have fame fame. I mean, I had... T- periods of it you know I'd have periods where and say you know someone will come and do a documentary I mean I remember being in Sports Illustrated once and the crew came from America to do an article and documentary on me and that was when you know that would have been considered semi-fame and but you know um, it, it still even if I was winning overseas it wasn't all that really well known. I mean, the small groups of triathlete knew. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that follows men more. I mean, you know, I'd never had a commercial in New Zealand. I had lots really? of, like, you know, things like that. Wow. So so it didn't, it's, it, it, I never had so much of that. I'm famous and yeah. people are swarming around me trying to please me and, and, and putting me into a false sense of reality. Just on that, what do you admire in another person? Honesty. Yeah. And just realness. I, I just, it's I. I can. I can. I. I sum up people far too quickly. I sum oh, okay. up people very, very quickly, and I'm getting a little bit better at that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but you know, I, I just, I just need people who are real, who they have to be a little bit comfortable with themselves and yeah. don't have to pretend to anyone else around them. And that's probably, in itself, a difficult thing. You know, a lot of people are trying to find themselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people are portraying something they're not really deeply in, inside themselves. Um, one thing you were always very good at was um, fighting the good fight yeah. uh, and standing up for the causes that you believed in. Why do you think you're so strong there? Uh, that came from my family, my upbringing, I think. And, you know, my mother's father was worked with Norman Kirk back in the day. Oh, really? People won't even you know, know who he is, but he, my, he did. And my mother was always, you know, she was... Just a, she was a woman uh, that believed in causes and people and justice. She worked for a, you know, an organisation in New Zealand called Justice and something, and she worked for Corso New Zealand. She worked for volunteer groups and all of that sort of thing. So we were just surrounded by it, and but some of it would have been in me as well. You know, just the, it, the you know, I would simplistically think, you know. Why would you pay men and women different? Why would you see any difference between black and white or yellow and green? You yeah. know, why, why? I couldn't see why people would see there was a difference. You know, so it would just—that's you know why I fought the equality fight with triathlon because I was like, well, why am I doing the same job? Would I not be equal? Yeah. And it was the same with you know people and causes. You know, why are they not equal because they live in a different place? How did you handle the resistance? Because I know you're quite thick-skinned, but but. Well, you know, I, I missed out on a f- quite a few things in my triathlon career for people saying, well, you know, we don't agree with you. You know, yeah. I, I didn't go to South Africa, and that, I think that was a, early on there was a lot of money to do that. Oh, was there? Yeah, I um, didn't, I was offered a car if I won Nice, but only I wasn't allowed to tell anybody. Oh, really? Yeah, because they, they weren't going to give, the men were getting a car, and I said, well, I wouldn't do it unless the, the women were getting a car as well. And they said, well, i tell you what, if you win, we'll give you a car. And I said, well, that's not good enough. Whoever wins has to have a car. So I didn't go to Nice that year. Wow. That was real difficult because Le Coq Sportif was my sponsor and Nice was their big event. Yeah. So there were you know, the odd thing like that that actually you know, caused me issues and probably caused me issues with sponsors as well. It's, it's hard to remember them all, but you know, I would say no if it's not just about me. I mean, even a local event in New Zealand, 
um, it wasn't triathlon, I wanted to mention what it was, but they sort of said the same. I said, well, I'm not doing it, I'm guessing it's the same as the men. And they were like, well, if you win, we'll give you the same as the men, but only if you win. I was like, wow. well, you know, I won't do that. Yeah, it's not the point. No, it's not the point. It's amazing how dumb that is. You know, like if you're putting a stand up saying, yeah. I'm only going to yeah. give it to it. Oh, but what about you? What, yeah. what do you think I am? You yeah. think I'm yeah. doing this selfishly? Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's so blind. Well, I think a lot of people do, though. You know, uh, okay. you know it's, it's not a being nasty about others, but, you know, a lot of people are just set in making sure their life is good. And I, I'm not criticising that completely because, you know, life's hard and maybe people do just have to look after themselves foremost. But. Mm. It's sort of, you know, I was a bit fortunate when I got into triathlon. I won an event very early on and I got $12,000, which was the same for men and women. And I thought at that time I was absolutely, totally wealthy. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a lot of money for me. And, and it's it, early and 80s, and it, isn't and it? it so, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of so money. So it kept me going for quite a long time. So I never felt... The pressure. The pressure. Yeah, okay. Um, I know you're someone who very much kind of looks forward in life, you know, that you're not, you're not the reflective <laughs> person in many ways. But no. Well, looking back upon your career, since so I'm a glass question, yeah. which is totally against yeah. how you think, but what are some of the races that you go... I look, like I'm proud of that race or you know like do you have that and if so what are they yeah well I you know I, I loved Zoffingen I was a running why oh in the forest running in the forest running in the forest yeah beautiful course and nice and, and you know a nice hilly bike course because it was, was Zoffingen was duathlon wasn't it duathlon yeah, yeah. loved that event um, loved Nice biking in the mountains and back in the mountains forever in a day anything that's uphill in the mountains or in a forest you know I just absolutely adore so I love yeah. that um, I, there was an event in um, Wilkes Bar, and there was an event in Pennsylvania. A beautiful place. Loved the people we stayed with. So yeah, and then I'm, um, you know, the other events you sort of did because you had to do them. And I'm not saying I didn't like them, mm. but those ones really st- stuck out for me. And I, one of the things I'm, you know, certainly most proud of that was. I won um, Big Seven Road Race, and that was huge. So I don't even know it. Tell me about it. Well, it was one of the you know 10k road races in America. It was a huge event. Okay. And, you know, I beat every runner on the planet. Wow. Well, you know, American road runners and everything. Yeah. So I won it and I set the course record. And, the and what stage re- of your career were you? Well, I was you know well into triathlon. I was you know whatever. I was yeah. 28ish. Okay. Yep. And I, I was running on the track in Boulder one day and doing K intervals or something, and Robert De Costello said to me, girl, you know, need to go to a road race this weekend. And he got me an agent, and I went to a road race basically the next weekend, and I won it, and I won money, and I won a Pontiac, Pontiac Grand Am. What, what was it like from the other... <laughs> some random triathlete turns up to... They weren't happy. Oh, I'm sure they weren't. They, they, I have to say, there were a couple of women that were, and I sort of got to know them, but it was... Yeah, the women were not happy, and, and I had all sorts of drug allegations. Oh, strong. really? Well, you know, after the races, this triathletes won the race, you know. Yeah. And in fact, I remember running up the hill, the, the first hill, which is a big hill, and, you know, we do hills well, triathletes, yeah. and the road runners not so well. Yeah. And I heard the girls behind me, oh, don't worry, she's just going for a preem. I'm like, I didn't even know we went, there was a preem. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, yeah, they weren't happy that, uh, you know, try it. I think it... Everyone's fights for their own place and their own space. Yeah. And having a triathlete come into a running event, it's like triathletes going and becoming cyclists, yeah. or cyclists coming into triathlon. You're sort of th- somehow thinking it diminishes your own sport. Like, you know, yeah. does that make me not a great runner because a triathlete can beat me running? And, and that's not the case at all. But, but in fairness to you, and, 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 I can't imagine many triathletes have transferred back to another sport and been that, that successful. 
Okay, there's not many that come to mind. You know, like yeah, so yeah. a few guys have gone to cycling, but they've never been the top two in France rider. You know well, what I mean? Like, yeah, but I think you'd find that nowadays, like there are some really, I'm not great with all the young athletes' mm. names anymore, but there are some outstanding runners, you know, in, in, tri, in triathletes. Yeah. And the Brownlee brothers themselves, you mm. know, who says that they wouldn't be Olympic runners? If they just ran. But they just, that's not how the sport is now for them. They wouldn't have a place to be able to, take the time away to try to just be a runner it might not pay them what triathlon pays them it might not be what their sponsors want so mm. you know did you ever have a moment where you're like maybe i will just go running yeah i nearly did really? yeah i really I, I didn't do hawaiian ironman one year to do chicago marathon oh really and was it that, that controversial at the time yeah yeah it was people yeah. wouldn't remember it now but no. it was it was a big deal and you know I'm sure the you know the other woman Iron Man were going great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but I you know I thought then I was really ready to win a, a major marathon. Yeah. How'd you go? I didn't. I can't remember. I did fine, but yeah. not great. Yeah. Maybe I. And I, was it just a bad race, or was it? You, you yeah, I, it was like everything else. I realised afterwards that, you know, I think I might have ran about two thirty-two or three yeah. or something, but that I wasn't, I wasn't a marathoner. Okay. I wasn't. You know, yeah. like you become a great Ironman triathlete. I wasn't a marathon. I got caught up in the hype early on. Probably went too fast to start. Yeah. And just that sort of thing. So yeah. it made me realise, yeah, it's one thing to jump to a 5 or 10K, but to become a marathoner. Yeah, it's a different I game. I had to t- put a lot more effort into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the question? I mean, it's just gone away. What, what other running races were highlighted in your running career? Um, well, I did... I did uh, I did a running race, I think it was L- LA Marathon, that was a funny one because I sort of got picked, it was a, you did it with two people. Yeah. And, oh uh, really? Yeah, well yeah, there, there was, like a team? it was like a team thing. Oh, and a I, combined I, time type thing? Yes, okay. and I don't know how I got into it, but somehow um, a f- friend of mine in New Zealand, Peter Renner, who was a top marathon at the time, he, he was there and I got a phone call, I must have been in the States, and they said, well would you do it? I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. And that was hilarious because... Peter Renner was a runner, but he was the day before. I'm saying, well, you know, what special needs? You're going to have water. He was like, water? Why would I have water? And I'm like, you know, this guy isn't he a runner? <laughs> anyway, we we won it between oh, really? us. Oh, really? I think I did two thirty-two or two thirty-three, and he did maybe I don't know two twelve or yeah. thirteen, and so we won it. And wow. I think it was called the AT and T Challenge, and we won like fifty thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah, and I remember. Because I was flying home that night, and this was just a funny story. I was flying home that night, and I was with um, United for some reason, and I was in the economy, and I was had an interview after the race. I said, "Oh, wouldn't it be amazing if United Airlines upgrade me?" Yeah, yeah. Just check the, it out. The fingers so crossed. Going, and I got to the airport, and they're like, yeah, "Miss Baker." I'm oh, like, really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you're very much known as tough. You know, like you know, and you've kind of identified that one of the things that you needed to tickle the boxes, which allowed you to feel confident going into a race, is mm-hmm. kind of what you expressed earlier. Um, tell me about the moment where you're really pushing yourself. What was going through your head at that moment? Can you remember those? What, what kind of the place you were in? Uh, I used to when I, I early on, I used to have this sort of saying, you know. No one's you deserve it most. No one's worked oh, harder really? than you. Yeah, I always used to have that. That was because it, so you felt you deserved it. Yeah, well, wow. I, I but that was probably a little bit naive and ignorant because well, I used work. to think you know. Well, I used to think I'm 
I used to say to people that somewhere in the world someone's training, so I'm going to go and train again. I had the ability to train and train. I had the ability to do more and more. I never got injured. I could have another run and another run that okay. day. So I had this mentality, you know, if I shouldn't let an opportunity go by to, to not okay. train because yeah. somewhere in the world someone's training. Yeah. So then I used to say well to myself, well, probably I've trained more than anyone's trained, so I deserve it more. And that was simplistic, and, and I, so I used to live by that a little bit. Yep. But as you as you, you know, mature and you realise everyone's training extremely hard out mm. there. Um, you know, I don't know I, how at that end anymore, how you keep yourself going when you're absolutely, you know, shattered. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, every, see, you're, everything changes. You know, to begin with, you do things because you think this is fun and, you know, I'm getting a trip overseas and I'm being a pro athlete how does that that sounds great and then you know things change your state of mind changes and the reasons you do things change and so then I, you know I would think well I'm fortunate to be working you know doing this full time and other people are out there paving roads with tarmac in the mm -hmm. 30 degrees and so my mentality was changing all the time and so my reason and you know but then your reasons change as well so money became a factor Okay. Well, you know, eventually you're thinking, well, there's there's a lot of money at stake here, and so I'll push myself harder because of the money. Yeah. So you know, it's it's wasn't all for righteous reasons. Yeah. It went hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it was for the good old capitalism. But I I have forgotten how you got through those times of you know I'm going to die here. There's a question I always like to like. I, I had an experience like I've, in my my own personal career. You know, I'm, I'm very much at the end or the last point of my personal career within these mills, at least. Um, and I had this experience where someone on YouTube put a video of me at the beginning of my career, mm -hmm. and uh, it was a really interesting moment because it was kind of like, oh wow, it reminded me of just a younger version of myself. And mm -hmm. and but there was also it also made me remind myself of some lessons that maybe I'd forgot, you know, and that maybe I do need to bring back into my life. Not 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 that I'm just beating myself up, but it's just mm -hmm. like, oh, mm -hmm. there's, there's something that could have that maybe I've lost a little bit of that I need to bring back. Mm -hmm. What would be that for you? Um, well, I don't know that I lost it and needed to bring it back, but I, it would have been it would have been nice for me and those around me if I had bought a little bit of um, fun is a bit too simplistic, but a little bit more you know enjoyment of the environment I was in earlier yeah. that I had understood that yeah. earlier because it would have made made my life with you know, my training and travel more enjoyable and it would have been nicer for those around me that maybe could have had some nicer times with me or I could have shared some just Shares fun moments, yeah. light moments with people easier rather than everything always being sort of so clinically done, yeah. dusted, off, next one. You, 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 you're... you're, you're Close to retirement age. It's <laughs> <Yes. laughs> it's a way of putting it. <laughs> Just uh, so old. <laughs> uh, what's life for the next kind of period of your life? You know, I know you've still got your career, but you know, like I imagine the next period that kind of starts to move back a little bit. What? How do you see the next moment of your life? Um, well, I'm really enjoying now being fit again. I, I'm absolutely loving. Because you did pull away for a long time, didn't oh, you? I, I had, you know, I've had 15 years plus of sort of building a business. Yeah. Working and successfully. Yep. 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 And, you know, getting exercise in here and there, but nothing yeah. to the extent I am again now. So about a year ago, I had a, just a moment and I thought, this, you know, it's time to get fit again and enjoy it. And I've, I've been loving it. I love it. I, you know, Why? 
oh, I don't know why. It's you know, I could get out. I I can still. I can still bike so incredibly well for my age and I can get out into the mountains and I would stay there all day. I wouldn't care. Like if I get lost today and we're out for 10 hours, I really won't care. Yeah. And it's, I think it's, it's all, it's, it's bringing back some of the past remembrances of what I used to do. Yeah. But also just, you know, how fortunate am I to have, have a, a body that was still working for me that I have some more time now to be able to enjoy it and also you know have some income so that I can see wonderful places enjoy being around groups and enjoy just I, don't, I mean I absolutely adore it I get, I get home when it's you know winter and I think great I, you know I can go for a run I can go for a run and so I, I don't I'm very I'm uh, I'm sort of blessed yeah. That I can do this again now, and I think that's what you know Scott and I will spend the next. But it's, it's also years. really interesting to just think of today's discussion because what's really interesting is that um, your evolution as a person is you're now the person who pre- can appreciate that. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that you can be in the hill and go, "Wow, yeah. I'm the person who gets to have this." You know, yeah. Yeah. there's this kind of um, ability to be able to have gratitude. You know, mm, that, that's mm. been something that's been your development, I think, is kind of... Oh, totally. I mean, yeah. you know, that's why I say I don't want to probably want to be young or anything. That I, I'm i enjoying becoming a better person. You know, I'm enjoying... I don't know how Scott's sort of waited for me to get to this point <laughs> for so long. <laughs> Poor old Scott. But, you know, I mean, I enjoy... I mean, I, you know, I'm learning Italian and I'm loving that. I'm loving talking to people and them helping me to correct me and I... Just yeah, so I think that that the next fifteen years, while we're still able to, you know, we'll spend a lot more time where we can, biking and walking and jogging and swimming. I love my swimming again. Didn't swim for about twenty years. Wow. Why, why do you think your body's been so good? Because you know, like you were of that time when they you guys just trained like animals, and yeah. you had that attitude that you've identified with earlier. Yeah. Well, I think well, I think it's identifiable now. As I have good genetics, and yep. I see that through my family and my mother, and um, but also having had that twenty years to come, a little bit of a you know a blimp and a little bit you know yeah. soft. Maybe it, it helped. Maybe it's yeah. just you know I, I prolonged it. Yeah, it's prolonged it. Yeah. You know? So it's probably both of those things, those factors. With you and Scott, you are different personalities in, in quite, quite an extreme way, really. Yeah. Scott, you know, you're kind of tick all the boxes. Scott's yeah. very much a relaxed kind of soul. Yeah. What's been? What's the key to a good relationship? Well, he adores me, so that's that's uh, a good start. What a beautiful thing to know. Yeah, he he, he absolutely adores me, which you know blows me away each time he says it, which is often. Um, How special yeah, is that? Yeah, it's it's incredible. Yeah. And um, so there's that, but it's oh, who knows what makes a good relationship? You know, we he stuck in the he he has been good at st- sticking in when I've been at my worst points. Yep. Um, I'm good at keeping us organised and focused on things yep. that need actually have to be done in the, in family and life and yep. kids and and sometimes it has meant him giving him a, a kick and going yep. you know you have to go and deal with this now yep. so you know probably are the chalk and the cheese we yeah. are the you know the fat and the thin and we are the you know the whatever we yeah. are opposites but that we we, we mold together really well in, in the middle and it doesn't mean that we don't have times where we are at no. each other but in general it's you know we've both smoothed each other's edges or maybe I've given Scott an edge because yeah. he might have needed an edge you know <laughs> yeah. but then he was all smooth <laughs> but here we're saying it's yeah. kind of the thing of we both I, I remember my dad said it once to me he said I'm d- I'm better with you mum mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. and, you, and you bring that to each mm-hmm. other you know mm-hmm. and yes. yeah no that That's together we're, right. we're, mm. we're a better thing because mm. we have each other mm. yeah and I you know I, I've, I would love to see more people work 
through the hard years and the kid years and the mm. difficult years and, and realise that actually, you know, what someone saw in you and you saw in them in the beginning, you know, quite often was very real mm. and, it, and it probably still is there. Because, you know, I'm the same with my parents. I remember when they were, my mum was actually living next door. Yeah, okay, yep. And, you know, and then and that was for a short period of time and, and they, you know, it. they got through their whole lives together and, and loved each other and so, yeah. A learning lesson, life. Never, you never stop learning. I had one great teacher at school. I had many good ones, but and she said if you learn something every day, then it's worth being alive. And try and learn something each day. What, what, what wisdom would you want to share with the pro athlete today? Um, enjoy it. Um, it's a you know it's a blessed special time. Um, remember, you have a future out there as well. You know, you not not. We often have more than one gift, or or you can develop other talents. Is probably the better way of saying yeah. it. You can develop other talents in your life. So, don't leave everything to the last moment until. And Scott told me very early on. He said, "There's only two ways athletes get out of sport." He said, "Most get out the first way, which is injury, and you're forced out." Okay. He said, "Make sure you're." That's what he said to me. Make sure you're the one, the small percentage that chooses to get out. Wow. So I did that, and he chose the other. <laughs> 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 I took his wisdom. He didn't even listen yeah, to himself. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Aaron, it's been a pleasure to have you on. I, I always love interviewing you. You're very honest, and you say it's important, and uh, you've, you're a real treasure to our sport. So thank you very much. Thank you much. Awesome. It's a pleasure. Hopefully you got a lot out of that show. It's it's a bit different to what I normally do. Normally, if I have someone on, I, I, it's kind of in the area of expertise. And I I like the idea of just asking experienced exercisers what they would recommend. And I also liked hearing about uh, what they saw the value of exercise in their life was. And it was really interesting. No one said image, like no one said image. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure they like being healthy and fit. But it doesn't sound like image was the motivator for them, did it? As you kind of hear those. And then obviously the interview of Erin, hopefully you got a lot out of that. But definitely, for me, there was just some really cool insights in there. One, one thing I really loved is that uh, she saw how much her partner loved her, like how much Scott loved her. And I think that's a pretty special thing. And also her ability to be able to have gratitude as a person is that's kind of been her evolution so there's some pretty cool stuff in there uh, that's pretty much going to be today's show because I'm, I'm talking at the airport and people look at me very randomly because that's how I roll uh, but I want to get the show out and get it done while I'm kind of in transition so uh, if you want to support the show go to bevanjamesisles.com and you can become a patron just going there or you can also just spread the word about the show or you can email me at bevanjames at gmail.com if you have any questions about the show I'll be back in a couple of weeks and you keep rocking on and keep doing what you do. Anyway, that's me out for now. See ya, bye.